Hey everyone, welcome to Zappagram, the mother of all music podcasts, where every week we cover the latest in music news, reviews, interviews, releases, discovery, history, and more. I'm your host, Chris Zappa, and as always, the world of music is a busy place, so without further ado, ground control to listener, take your protein pills, put your helmet on, this podcast ain't gonna listen to itself... What's up, everybody? Welcome back, friends, to Zappagram, the mother of all music podcasts and newsletters. I am your host, Chris Zappa. I'm pleased that you're here. Thank you for coming back. Hey, how's it going out there? How's everybody doing? Is it hot enough for you yet? Uh, I've got friends in Arizona. They say that you can uh, fry an egg on the sidewalk, and uh, it's still uh, over 100 degrees at nighttime. That's uh, pretty miserable, friends. I'm sorry to hear that. Uh, It's hot where I am, too, but it's not that damn hot. It's not like bowels of hell hot. But you know what is hot? Today's show. Today's show is smoking hot. Uh, Some friends of mine have released new music this past week. My friends Claire and John from the band Bloom that I did an interview with a few weeks back. And I hope that you heard that. If you didn't, you can can follow the link in this week's newsletter and go back and listen to that interview. Uh, They make dreamy dream pop and they're out of Detroit and they have just put out new music. It's fantastic, beautiful, lovely song. I've included that on this week's playlist. Uh, but be sure to go give them a listen. That is spelled B-L-U-H-M, Bloom. Also, my good friend Tim, who makes music as He's Not Your Kind, has put out a new album this week that I'm really excited about. Um, it's one of my favorite releases I've heard this year. It's uh, it's great from front to back. And uh, the title of the album is called Cambria. This is named after Cambria, California, uh, a beautiful little spot on the central Californian coast, which is uh, an area of our country that's near and dear to my heart. He and his family make a make a trip to that area every year from Las Vegas. And uh, basically the album is is it sort of walks you through the trip. So so leaving Las Vegas and all of the, the craziness and the hustle bustle and lights of, of that place and, you know, going driving across the desert and finally arriving at that beautiful spot on the coast and musically, lyrically Uh, All of the songs in sequence on that album sort of match up for that trip. Some of you may know that uh, back in 2009, I was living in Portland, Oregon, and uh, things kind of fell apart for me. And uh, I ended up selling most of everything that I owned, and I went and bought a bunch of camping gear, and I set out on foot. So I I walked from uh, the central coast of Oregon all the way down to Los Angeles, sort of a sort of a soul searching, find yourself type of journey. And and I spent a great deal of time on that central coast area of California, uh, not only because it's it's quite expansive. You know, it's, there's a lot of a uh, lot of a lot of miles, a lot of road, a lot of stuff to see. But it's also, I think, the most beautiful place I've ever seen in my entire life. Uh, the, the entire Big Sur area and Cambria is uh, just south of that. But uh, whole whole area is great, and uh, this album is great. So I want everybody to listen to "He's Not Your Kind." Uh, be sure to search that out on Spotify, Apple Music, wherever you stream your music. And uh, I've got a song from that in the playlist this week as well. You know, just recently the Eagles announced that they're going on a on a final farewell tour, and Joe Walsh is part of the Eagles. 
And uh, I, I saw an interview with him the other day where someone asked him about everybody's sick of hearing about AI. I think I'm kind of sick of hearing about AI, but someone was asking him, you know, how does he feel about uh, AI and the, the, the presence of, of AI in music, the ever encroaching, uh, whatever you want to call it, of AI on, on the music scene. And uh, he had a really funny response. He, he said, you know, in Joe Walsh's voice, uh, it's, it's computers. It has nothing to do with music. It can't destroy a hotel room and it can't try to throw a TV out of a five-story window into a swimming pool. When it knows how to destroy a hotel room, then I'll pay attention to it which was classic Joe Walsh and just the funniest response you could possibly give. Got a kick out of that. Thought I would share that with you guys. Something else that I got a kick out of, but not in a good way, was uh, this week. I was, I was doing research for the, uh, the, the music history uh, section of our, our newsletter uh, for that segment of, of the podcast, and I came across uh, someone's birth date. This person was named Mandy Smith. She was apparently a singer, model, and actress. She was born in 1970. Had never heard her name before, but here's what I learned about her. In 1983, at the age of 13, she started dating then 47-year-old Rolling Stones bassist Bill Wyman. Yeah. He was 47. She was 13. The couple ended up getting married in 1989, so that would have made her, what, 19 years old when they finally got married, but they started dating when she was 13. They divorced uh, three years later in 1992, and as a side note to this disgusting story, uh, Wyman's son later dated that girl's mother. What kind of fucked up shit is that? And it not only struck me as uh, as particularly abhorrent and gross, uh, but it also struck me because just last week I covered a thing in the in the news uh, history section of the of the newsletter that uh, Rolling Stone guitarist Ronnie Wood left his wife of twenty three years to move in with an eighteen year old Russian cocktail waitress. That's gross. That's gross all on its own, right? Gross and disgusting, but. The the 13-year-old, I mean, that's that's fucked up, man. you gotta, you got to really be careful what you learn about, you know, people that you may admire for their for their art, um, for for their music, because you, you, you start to learn some about what these people are like in real life and um, really tarnishes that image, to say the least. So anyway, yeah. How fucking gross is that? I learned that, and uh, and I, I wanted to pass that on so you could share in my disgust. Now that I've turned everyone's stomachs and uh, and made you realize how gross old musicians can be, I think we should uh, skip ahead. Every week I kick things off with a quote from a famous artist. This week I chose a quote by Chris Cornell, who said, At the end of the day, it's the fans who make you who you are. That speaks volumes about... Uh, who he was as a person. And I've I've heard and read story after story about how he was so kind and generous uh, with his time, uh, taking time with his fans and, uh, you know, doing things for the fans in addition to making incredible music. So uh, that was that was really nice. And I thought, you know, we needed something nice, uh, needed to hear something nice about a rock star for once, for a change. And it's always nice when a rock star treats their fans with respect 
and with love and realizes that, you know, they wouldn't they wouldn't be anything if it wasn't for the fans. So, yeah, Chris Cornell, great dude and uh, so sad that he's not with us anymore. Thank God he left us with a ton of great music. Every week in the newsletter, I include a poll. I call it Rock the Vote. This week, I'm asking a real simple question. It's a yay or nay. Do you own any band t-shirts? I expect most people reading this and taking the poll to answer yay, because most music fans have band t-shirts. Uh, some some have tons of them. But some people don't wear you know band t-shirts. Some people don't wear shirts with any sort of marketing or, or words or anything on them. So I uh, kind of want to where you stand on that. So yay or nay, do you own any band t-shirts? Hit that poll in the newsletter and cast your vote. In addition to the Rock the Vote poll every week, I also include a weekly playlist of great music uh, for your listening pleasure. I do this playlist uh, on Spotify and Apple Music, so no matter where you stream, you should be able to listen to this. This week, I have a ton of great music for you guys. I'm really excited about all of it. As I already mentioned at the top of the show, I have music from He's Not Your Kind and from Bloom on there. I also have a cover of Taylor Swift's Antihero done by a guy named Mark Sibilia, and it's absolutely great, man. It's so good. Uh, also have music from a new band I've just discovered called Golden Blue. And uh, and I, David Gray, everybody know David Gray? David Gray just released a, uh, a live album uh, of his White Ladder album. So he performed his album, White Ladder, which I believe now is 25 or 30 years old. Uh, just uh, released a live album with all of those songs on it, as well as a few others. And it's really, really good. So I included one of my favorite songs from that album. That album came out when I was, uh, I believe it was 1999, and I was living in New York City, and I listened to that album on repeat all of the time. So you know how music can transport you back to a place and time in your life. That album, to me, David Gray's White Ladder, that is New York City to me. That was that was one of the only things that I just listened to on repeat uh, during the couple of years that I lived there. So there you go. Fun fact about that. Also have music on here. New, really good track from Dan Auerbach of the Black Keys. He has a new uh, single out. Bird and Byron has a brand new album out. Got some music on there from them. Omar Velasco, uh, CBC, new group that I've just discovered. CBC, uh, same thing goes for Twin Speak. T-W-I-I-N-S-P-E-A-K. I included one of my favorite PJ Harvey songs on here. She has a new album out as well, but this is uh, off of Stories from the City, Stories from the Sea. One of my favorite PJ Harvey songs. Tycho has new music, and I've got a new track on there from another new band that I've just discovered called The Angry Leases. They are absolutely fantastic, and I think you're going to love them. So all of that is on this week's playlist, number 65. Find the links to that in the newsletter, uh, or just search for Zappagram number 65 on Spotify or Apple Music. As well, I have a master playlist on there that contains all of the music from all of the weeks. There's something like... 15 years worth of music on this thing, guys. It's it's everything that I've curated uh, over the past 65 weeks that I've been doing this all together, all in one place. So you could just put it on, let it play, shuffle it, whatever you want to do. No matter what you do, just be sure to listen. And hey, now it's time to dive into this week's music news. If you've been following along, listening to the show, or reading the newsletter recently, you'll know that I have talked a lot about this epidemic of bad behavior at concerts with fans throwing things at the artists. The latest 
in this uh, long string of incidents is uh, the, the queen herself, Taylor Swift, has now had uh, friendship bracelets thrown at her in Kansas City. Everybody makes these friendship bracelets and, and takes them to the Taylor Swift shows and they exchange them with one another and uh, whatever. So now I guess she was pelted with friendship bracelets uh, thrown at her at a Kansas City concert. She just lifted up her arms and, and blocked them from hitting her in the face. Uh, so Tay-Tay is okay, everybody. Don't worry about it. But uh, the, the, the madness continues. I love Jack White as a person, as a musician, uh, and uh, he has recently now called out a quote-unquote disgusting Joe Rogan, Guy Fieri, Mark Wahlberg, and Mel Gibson over uh, Donald Trump photos. Uh, Saturday evening, Donald Trump stopped by a UFC fight at uh, T-Mobile Arena in Las Vegas and was spotted talking to a number of other notable attendees, including Joe Rogan, Guy Fieri, Mark Wahlberg, and Mel Gibson. Jack White, uh, no stranger to voicing his opinion on things like this uh, on his Instagram, took to his Instagram once again to call out those who interacted with Trump at the event, saying anybody who normalizes or treats this disgusting, fascist, racist, con man, disgusting piece of shit Trump with any level of respect is also disgusting in my book. White wrote in his post, accompanied by a slideshow of images from the event, That's you, Joe Rogan, you, Mel Gibson, you, Mark Wahlberg, you, Guy Fieri. This is a statement for me, not a discussion or debate. Yeah, you get him, Jack. Uh, White often uses his Instagram page for political statements. In the past year, he's spoken up about gun control laws, abortion rights, and free speech. I'm kind of jumping quickly from one story to the next, but uh, there, there are reasons for that. A, there's just a lot to get through. Uh, B, I'm late getting this episode out. Uh, so anyway, we're moving right along. Ozzy Osbourne, the Prince of Darkness himself, has pulled out of Power Trip Festival, this three-day hard rock festival set to take place in Indio uh, in October. Quoted as saying, My original plan was to return to the stage in the summer of 2024, and when the offer to do this show came in, I optimistically moved forward. Unfortunately, my body is telling me that I'm just not ready yet, and I am too proud to have the first show that I do in nearly five years be half-assed. Earlier this year, Osborne canceled European tour dates and explained that he would need to limit the travel required for live performances due to pain he still has from a spine injury. But I think I can speak for everyone when I say that we just want Ozzy to uh, to return to good health and to, to stick around for a lot, lot longer. So I hope he continues to take care of himself and get better. Noel Gallagher's Saturday night show with his High Flying Birds band was evacuated due to a bomb threat. Albany's Times Union reports the July 8th stop at Saratoga Performing Arts Center in Saratoga, New York, was cleared out after opening sets from metric and garbage. Uh, Noel Gallagher's High Flying Birds were unable to take the stage. John Campbell, a reporter for WNYC who was attending the show, tweeted that a venue staff member had announced from the stage, due to circumstances beyond our control, the show will not continue, but noted in another tweet that safety concerns weren't mentioned. Garbage, who had uh, one of the bands that had opened the show, had also tweeted that the group had no idea what happened and uh, that all the band members were also evacuated. According to a statement from New York's state police, uh, a sweep of the venue yielded no discoveries. Police are still investigating the incident to see if a felony terroristic threat was made. Perry Farrell is known for a number of things, most notably probably being the frontman of Jane's Addiction, uh, but his other band, Porno for Pyros, have announced their first tour in 25 years. They'll reunite this fall for a North American tour. The 21-date Horns, Thorns, and Halos tour kicks off in October and includes uh, shows uh, all across the country. No matter where you are across America, you will probably be able to catch a Porno for Pyros show 
if you so desire. Tickets are on sale right now, and uh, the dates start in early October and run through the end of November. Adding two more tour announcement news, Depeche Mode have mapped out a new run of uh, UK and European tour dates in early 2024, but they still have a number of US tour dates as well, starting in uh, late September and running all the way through the end of December. So again, if you're a Depeche Mode fan, tickets for those concerts are on sale right now, and uh, maybe they're coming to a city near you. Odds are they are. They're going to be all over the country. They're even playing a couple of shows in Florida, Orlando and Miami, which uh, just a lot of bands just don't tour and go to Florida, but uh, but they are. So check it out. Uh, Links in the newsletter to find out if they're coming to a city near you. Farm Aid 2023 is scheduled to take place on Saturday, September 23rd uh, in Noblesville, Indiana. And for the first time since 2019, the charity concert's three founders, Neil Young, Willie Nelson, and John Mellencamp, will all participate. The lineup also boasts Farm Aid board members Dave Matthews uh, with Tim Reynolds, Margot Price, Bobby Weir and the Wolf Brothers, Nathaniel Rateliff and the Night Sweats, uh, Lucas Nelson, Allison Russell, the String Cheese Incident, and Particle Kid. Tickets for Farm Aid 2023 are already on sale as of this past Saturday, so if you want to go, you better snap up your tickets while you can. Here's the headline. Handwritten will found in Aretha Franklin's couch is valid jury rules. A handwritten document found in Aretha Franklin's couch following her 2018 death counts as a valid will, a Michigan jury ruled. The decision ends a years-long battle between the iconic singer's sons who disagreed over how Franklin's assets should be divided. According to the AP, the jury deliberated for under an hour before deciding that the document written by Franklin in 2014 and featuring crossed-out, sometimes illegible passages was legally valid despite not being notarized or signed in the presence of witnesses. The ruling also lays to rest a debate over which will found in Franklin's home. There were multiple ones. Uh, Which one would divide her estate? While the 2014 document was found under couch cushions, another, dated from 2010, was found in a locked cabinet. Two of Franklin's sons argued in favor of the 2014 paper, while uh, one of the other sons favored the earlier will, arguing that its location under lock and key gave it more significance. This week's episode is titled, I'll Stir Fry You in My Walk, and if you're wondering why, it's because of this. Beastie Boys will celebrate the 25th anniversary of Hello Nasty by bringing back a long out-of-print vinyl box set featuring a plethora of rare tracks. The 4LP set originally dropped in 2009, pairing the classic 1998 LP with 21 bonus tracks, an assortment of remixes, outtakes, B-sides, and other rarities. The reissue... Available to pre-order now and out September 8th will be pressed on 180 gram vinyl and will come in an 8-panel gatefold package. As an added bonus, the hardcover slipcase will come with a removable sew-on patch. So if you're a Beastie Boys fan, you may want to go ahead and pre-order that baby now and it'll arrive September the 8th. And speaking of reissuing things, Tom Waits has announced a a reissue series of all of his Island Records albums from uh, 1983 to 1993, each of which has been newly remastered from the original tapes. Physical reissues on CD, 180-gram black vinyl, and colored variant vinyl of Swordfish Trombones, Rain Dogs, Frank's Wild Years, Bone Machine, and The Black Rider are all uh, coming Uh, later this year. Uh, Some of those will come in September, some in October. All of the remastered albums are streaming today, right now, on your favorite streaming service, so uh, Tom Waits fans, jump on that. I know I will be doing that. My favorite whistling musician, and probably yours as well, Andrew Bird, has announced a brand new album, Outside Problems. Uh, Didn't know that this was even coming out uh, until this week, and it's coming out as soon as uh, next week. 
Uh, just a year after releasing his last album, Inside Problems, Andrew Bird announced the new album, Outside Problems, uh, comes out digitally July 21st, so this coming Friday, uh, via Loma Vista. A physical release follows on November 17th. Bird recorded the new album mostly outdoors in Ojai, California, and it's described in a press release as a collection of instrumental improvisation and melodic exploration. There's also a video out for uh, the new song, uh, Motif, M-O-T-E-E-F. Uh, there's a video out for that right now, which you can go and watch. Regarding the new album, Bird said in a statement that, uh, quote, none of these songs were recorded with the intent of making an album. I just happened to capture moments of melodic exploration over a period of time. So like everything Andrew Bird does, this will probably be very cool. And uh, and I'll let you know, I'll, I'll be checking it out this Friday when it drops. Lastly, this week in music news, Kathleen Hanna is going to tell her life story in a new memoir titled Rebel Girl. She will look back on her turbulent, formative years and success as the singer for Bikini Kill uh, and uh, La Tigra in a new memoir, Rebel Girl, My Life as a Feminist Punk, out May 14th, as in May 14th of next year, 2024. The book will chronicle the tumult that surrounded Hannah's childhood, as well as her epiphanies at Olympia Washington's Evergreen College, where she launched a fanzine called Bikini Kill, and later a like-name band with drummer Toby Vale and bassist singer Kathy Wilcox. She'll also recall how hard it was to tour, especially when, as a feminist, she attracted chauvinist attacks. The book will contain her insights on the formative years of the Riot Girl movement and her misgivings about what the publisher describes as the scene's later exclusivity. She'll also write about her friendships with musicians and including Kurt Cobain, Ian MacKay, uh, and Joan Jett. She also writes about falling in love with and eventually marrying Adam Horowitz, uh, a.k.a. Ad-Rock from the Beastie Boys, and finding life outside of Bikini Kill uh, in her group The Julie Ruin and La Tigra. She also writes about her battle of living with Lyme disease. So if you are a fan of her, uh, that will probably be a great book. The cover is really cool, too. You can pre-order it on Amazon right now. In this week's Z-Rex Zappa's recommendations, my friends Claire and John of the Detroit-based band Bloom have been working on new music, and they have a full-length album planned for release later this year. Uh, I have included this week a video uh, in the newsletter. It's a beautiful live performance of their super dreamy song, Like You Did Before, which they recorded live at Dogtown Studio. If you've not done so already, be sure to check out our interview in which we talk about the dreamy music they make. That came out uh, about two months ago or so, so uh, scroll back and find that that uh, episode and give it a listen. Uh, we talked about the, the music they make, what inspires them, and the ever-evolving Detroit music scene that they are an integral part of. Be sure to uh, to watch this performance and uh, give them a listen and follow them. Check out their new single that is out. It's on the playlist this week as well. The new music releases this week, uh, the, the, the only two that I'm really excited about were uh, from, from friends of mine. Again, Bloom's new single, I'm Not Okay, is out now on streaming platforms everywhere. And my friend Tim, who makes music as He's Not Your Kind, as I mentioned earlier in the show, just released his new album, Cambria. It's a, it's a, it's a beautiful and powerful uh, and emotional listen, and uh, and I've got links to listen to that on your streaming platform of choice as well. 
The release radar, everything that's coming up in the next 30 to 45 days release-wise, we've got new albums coming from Andrew Bird, Block Party, Blur, Greta Van Fleet, Guided by Voices, Nils Lofgren, Aphex Twin, Bethany Cosentino's Natural Disaster drops on July 28th. Brad has a new album, Darling Side, Joni Mitchell, Madeline Kinney, Stevie Nicks, new box set, Susto, Liam Gallagher, new live album, Neil Young, The Hives, Aerosmith has a new Greatest Hits compilation coming out. Cautious Clay, Grace Potter, Gregory Allen Isakov, Hosier, John Batiste, Sonic Youth, Talking Heads, Cindy Wilson of B-52's Granddaddy, uh, and His Golden Messenger. Oh, and there's a new uh, Husker Du album coming, too. So that's all stuff coming up in the next 30, 45 days to look forward to. Our final segment is on this date. Musical happenings of historical significance on July the 17th. Birthdays include Spencer Davis, Ron Ashton of the Stooges, Geezer Butler of Black Sabbath, Lou Barlow of Dinosaur Jr., Sebado, and the Folk Implosion. Uh, also on that date in 1959, Billie Holiday died in a New York City hospital from cirrhosis of the liver after years of alcohol abuse. She was only 43 years old. That same day in 1967, interestingly enough, John Coltrane died from liver cancer at Huntington Hospital in Long Island, New York. He was only 40 years old. And lastly, on July the 17th of 1996, Chaz Chandler, one-time bass player for the Jimi Hendrix Experience, died at the age of 57 in uh, England, where he was undergoing tests related to an aortic aneurysm. Yikes. July 18th, birthdays include Screamin' Jay Hawkins, was born on that day, and Lonnie Mack, great guitar player Lonnie Mack, born on that day in 1941. Also July 18th and 1991, the first ever Lollapalooza tour was held at Compton Terrace in Phoenix, featuring Living Color, Susie and the Banshees, Jane's Addiction, Nine Inch Nails, Henry Rollins Band, and the Butthole Surfers. July 19th, two uh, great legendary artists share a birthday on that date in 1947. Bernie Ledden and Brian May both celebrate their birthdays. Also, Ellie Roswell of Wolf Alice celebrates her birthday on that day. And also July 19th in 1989, residents of Washington, Connecticut, there's a town in Connecticut called Washington, Washington, Connecticut formed a Roll the Stones Out of Town action group after they were unhappy with the Rolling Stones and their entourage setting up in the town for rehearsals for their forthcoming tour. They wanted to get the fuck out. We don't need your riffraff. July 20th birthdays include Carlos Santana, uh, the late great Chris Cornell, Stone Gossard. Also on that same day in 1975, Bruce Springsteen and the E Street Band played the opening night on their Born to Run tour at the Palace Theater in Providence, Rhode Island. That same day, July 20th of 2009, Jackson Brown settled his lawsuit against U.S. Senator John McCain and the Republican Party after his 1977 hit Running on Empty was used without permission in a 2008 McCain presidential campaign ad. July 21st, birthdays include Cat Stevens, Yusuf Islam, and uh, Jim Martin of Faith No More. Also, July the 21st of 1987, Guns N' Roses released their debut album, Appetite for Destruction, and wow, it was one of the greatest debut albums of all time. July 21st of 1990, a performance of Roger Waters' The Wall took place at the Berlin Wall to commemorate the fall of The Wall eight months earlier. July 22nd, birthdays include George Clinton, Rick Davies of Supertramp, Don Henley of the Eagles, Emily Saliers of the Indigo Girls, and the great Rufus Wainwright. 
Also, on July the 22nd in 1971, John Lennon and Yoko Ono spent the second day filming the Imagine promotional film at their home at uh, Tittenhurst Park, Ascot, England. The day's footage included the morning walk on the grounds through the mist and Lennon singing Imagine in the white room on his white piano. Iconic. Finally, on July 23rd, birthdays include Martin Gore of Depeche Mode, Slash celebrates his birthday, Alison Krauss, and Fran Healy of the Scottish rock band Travis. That same day, in 1994, the International Astronomical Union named an asteroid orbiting between Mars and Jupiter after Frank Zappa, who had died the previous December. Lastly, on July the 23rd in 2011, Amy Winehouse was found dead at her North London home at the age of 27. She sadly joined the 27 Club. For like uh, something like a year and a half or whatever, I have been publishing this newsletter and this podcast always comes out on Mondays at 11 a.m. Central Standard Time, 12 p.m. Eastern Time. And uh, lately, I'm just having some scheduling conflicts, some some life stuff that's going on. So I'm trying to get the show out on time. uh, But on occasion lately, it's been falling more on a Tuesday uh, like this episode will. So anyway, I just hope you guys are okay with that and that you understand and that that's cool with everybody. Hey, did you guys hear about uh, the guy who died and he wanted to be buried with his record collection? Yeah, it was his vinyl resting place. Listen, everybody, be good out there. Take care of one another. Listen to all the music I talked about this week. I've been your host, Chris Zappa, and until next week, I'm out of here.